Warning, the Everything podcast may contain language and subject matter unsuitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Furthermore, if you are an overly sensitive, combative for no reason, close-minded cuck, Lou from the BX will gladly drag you down Colgate Avenue and leave you somewhere on the cross Bronx with the others. Now that we understand each other, welcome, and as always, please enjoy responsibly. This is the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. Hey, Lou, would you kindly drop a bomb on him? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of the Everything Podcast. I am your host, Lou from the BX, a.k.a. Dominican Lou, a.k.a. Louis Balboa, Louis Schmurda, Bo Lou, the loose cannon of podcasting, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And, uh... I've come back. Yes. Uh let's start the festivities. I hope I, I hope that's the right word. Um so here I am somewhere in uh Davie, Florida as I'm now residing as I told you guys the next episode you would probably hear from me I would be in my new residence which I am and I uh I have well let's not start there let's first of all let's start off as we usually start off by saying thank you to everyone listening out there thank you guys very much all the supporters the downloaders the streamers everyone who's kept up and pushed my podcast to 5,000 plus streams even though I have not provided you guys current content somehow some way you listeners who I adore with every fiber of my being, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little bit of a sore throat. You listeners out there who I adore with every fiber of my being have continued to seek out and search for me and stream my show. So again, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Uh, all the listeners in the U.S., France, Canada, the Ukraine, Spain, Brazil, uh, Man, there's, there's, the list is hilarious to me. Uh, the places where people are listening to this show: Singapore, um, the UK, Ireland. This, it bugs me out that there's people in other countries listening to my show. But thank you guys for the for the people out there who are listening. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. And um, this is episode sixty five. It's not going to be a normal episode where I proliferate on current topics and events uh i'm basically what i'd like to do is to reintroduce myself to you all and kind of get back into my flow so i'm lou from the bx i'm that same nigga that's 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 been around i just haven't been around and for those of you who listened to the last two episodes you know why um my life kind of got turned upside down a little bit and I had to 
go through some shit as everyone in life has to go through shit. And I kind of disappeared for a while, but I feel like now's a good time to get back on my feet and start pushing forward, take myself out of the hole that I was in. So this isn't going to be the longest episode, but I just wanted to get out there and put boots to asses, as they say, and kind of get back on track. So listen, guys, everyone who's kept up, everyone who's reached out, everyone who stayed connected who's called and texted and messaged and DM'd and commented and just kind of kept up with me. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And like I said earlier, we the podcast is now at 5,300 streams, which may not sound like a lot to a lot of these higher uh, prolific podcasts. But for me, the fact that my podcast has been downloaded 5,000 times, not counting my Podbean account, which I closed when I transferred over to Anchor FM, which also had 5,000. So those two together means that my podcast has been downloaded 10,000 times. Woo! Uh, that's a bit of a mind fuck, and I really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, just thank you. Thank you all, you guys. Thank you all. Thank you to, 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 to everybody. I don't want to name names, but you guys know who you are if you're listening. Um, special shout out to Lisa Barnes, the unofficial voice of my podcast, who did my intro for me. Lisa, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And I'm back, guys. I have returned. So what I want to do is just kind of let you guys know, as again, this is my personal therapy session here. Uh, let you guys know where my head is at, where I stand, where the show is going to go, my personal future, and just my mind state. So prepare yourself because this shit's going to get personal. I'm not going to do those shots. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to get aggro. I'm not going to get stupid. I'm not going to say anything I shouldn't say, but I will give you guys a small piece of my mind on this episode and then. Next week, we uh, will get back to the Google Gaga. But for now, that's the intro. So, prepárate. And thank you. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Joe Black. And you're now listening to the world famous Everything Podcast with your boy Lou from the BX. That is delicious. Everything podcast. So, all right, guys. Well, I would like to take this time to let you guys know where basically I stand with everything. And uh, again, if you've listened to previous shows, you know basically what the deal is. But I am heading towards divorce. I'm currently separated from my wife. I have finally, let me slow this down a little bit, try to throw out too much information at one time. So I separated from my wife. I am currently, we are currently not living together. We're literally separated. And um, I am feeling 
well, I have a bunch of emotions that uh, I've gone through, but currently I am uh, a little angry, uh, a little empty, a little lost, uh, a little happy, a little scared, and uh, a little optimistic, all thrown together in one kind of ball of emotions, if, if you will. So, my marriage, for better or worse, uh, came to an end January 30th, okay? That's January, like the first month of the year. And I finally ended up leaving the apartment where we cohabitated the last week of July. So if you want to do the math on that, I spent almost, well, basically seven months still not with, but living with my wife who I stopped being in a relationship with. So if you can imagine, I was living with someone who I at one point loved, and then um, things came to a head. I'm not going to get into specifics, because I'm not here to place blame on either, you know, it's it's both our faults where we ended up. So uh, again, I'm not here to place blame, or make anyone look like the bad person or the good person or whatever. That's just my side of the story and <clears throat> my thoughts and emotions being poured into this microphone. So seven months living with uh, a roommate who I used to fuck <laughs> uh and was married to still technically am by you know all intents and purposes but that's also very rapidly approaching an end um seven months now you might ask yourself looking from the outside in being the gawkers that you are being right now uh and i will i gladly welcome you um you might be wondering to yourself why the fuck did you stay there seven months after you guys basically broke up and the answer to that question is i don't know i have no answer i look things between me and my wife were they haven't been right for a long time and the situation finally came to a head January 30th um, <clears throat> we had words and they were big words like really big words and um, you know it ended long story short no need to get um, specific about it. It, it it ended pretty um, you know horribly 
So not in the way you're probably thinking, but just it ended. Like we were both, we both reached a place where it was like, okay, enough of this shit. And it ended. So we spent about two weeks. I think it was about two weeks before we actually spoke a word to each other. If you can imagine that shit, living with a person going through that. And now it's there's no words being spoken. We didn't talk for two weeks. And then finally, I think she asked me something random, probably related to the dogs or something like that. I said yes. And then from there, we kind of began to have words. And then we talked and then we fought and then we cried and then we fought some more and then we cried some more <clears throat> and then we um if I'm sorry if you think I'm getting emotional I'm totally not I literally have a sore throat <clears> throat> I'm trying to drink something that'll clear that out but it's just not happening um so <clears throat> excuse me you know we were going back and forth first month or two kind of in a weird we may try to repair things um kind of vibe uh and then finally after like a month or two it became uh very apparent to my former partner because i told her um that it was a wrap like it was it was weird because when it first happened it was a wrap and then there was silence and then there was fighting and emotions and all this other crazy shit. And then um, threats and then, you know, apologies and then tears and then, you know, peace and then a fight and then crying and emotions. It, it was like a constant circle. And um, it's probably one of the unhealthiest things I've ever been involved with is the past seven months of my life um so it got to a point where uh we we both well for the most part i thought we both understood that this was finished and that um we both needed to start now working on one going this way and one going that way so that's what i started doing and my first real decision on that was literally like the same. Uh, I was uh, within the month, the first month that it happened, I reverted back to overnight position because uh, I figured I'd make a lot more money. It would get me out faster and we'd see each other less. We'd have to interact less. Um, so I was already in a space where I like was ninety nine maybe 99 is strong let's say 95% sure that I was going my way but you know you sit down and you think to yourself and you start having thoughts and you're like yo am I supposed to work this out are we having an extended battle and now we're gonna kind of you know come back together is this going to make us stronger? Uh, should I, 
you know, be the first one to extend an olive branch. Um, I've had all these thoughts going through my head and I would only be able to think about the negatives that I've experienced over the past few years. I don't want to say the whole term of our relationship was bad. Just the last couple years have really gotten unpleasant and um you know it was almost a facade if that's the right word uh so i would think back on things that happened that like really hurt me but i kind of me lo trague to continue trying to be a good husband um and I'm sure she ha also had things that in the same vein, she, you know, kind of she's more um, emotional than I am. Obviously, women tend to be more emotional, but she'll let me know. I will. I said, tragal. if you don't speak Spanish, that's, that means swallow. I, I tend to swallow shit and kind of bury it in the back of my mind where all the other pain is from life. Um and kind of just keep it in a little corner there. It's every once in a while, I'll go there and sweep and uh, ugly cry in the car listening to some song that will randomly just make me. Actually, you guys have songs that make you randomly cry? Or is it just me? <laughs> I have a few songs like that that make me. Well, before this, I had a few. Now, it's well, not now, but during this period, almost any song that came on, I would actually hear the words and hear them differently now that I'm going through shit and I would be ugly crying all the way home. But anyway, um, yeah, I got songs that do that to me. Uh, one of those songs is the U2 song one. I can't listen to that song. If I'm by myself in, in the car somewhere and that song comes on, I am a blubbery mess. Uh, but anyway, I'm trying to inject a little humor here in this fucking shit that I'm trying to push out of my mouth. Um, so we, you know, long story short, um, there was times that we spent, um, there was a, a, a time there where I didn't know if I was supposed to try to repair this. And then I would think back on the bad things and, um, I tended to dwell on those, like the bad times or the bad moments better said kind of outweighed the good moments for me and when I got to that place uh, which was basically around March uh, I kind of more or less was in a depression and um, I'd come home at that point, my job, I would have two consecutive days off every week. Um, it was Monday, Tuesday. I had the same days off. I asked for those specific days because I liked having those two days off. Love having Mondays off. Um, weekends, I could give a shit about. Um, I would have those two days off. <clears throat> and when sun, because I work overnight, remember. So Sunday night when I went into work, going into Monday morning. Um, I would always, as I'm getting ready to clean up and I'm rushing and trying to get everything done, 
I would always be thinking to myself, okay, I got the next two nights off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, go here and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I would literally drive home. Um, if I was ugly crying that morning, which was possible, it wasn't every morning, but it, and it was happening a lot at that time. Um, I would get home and, uh, go home, take a shower, walk my dogs. And then I would sit on the couch and stare into my phone, watch fall down the rabbit hole of YouTube or pick a social media page. I've fallen into that rabbit hole, not even commenting and doing things, just looking at things and then looking again and then looking again and then looking again and then looking again and then looking again. Yeah, that's how I was. Um, and I'd look at Facebook videos and YouTube videos and go to video to video. And I would literally melt hours away from my days off, just completely wasting all kinds of time. Um, and I couldn't like the TV would be on and it would just be whatever's on. I'll put something on and then I'd be in my phone excuse me and it, i just literally would look up and be like oh shit all right it's 11 o'clock okay it's one o'clock oh shit it's 3 30 oh she's gonna be coming home soon fuck and then i'd have to start kind of like getting ready to deal with that shit because i didn't know what i was gonna get into that day i didn't know what was gonna happen and that's how every day went for months um i wasted all kinds of time because I, again, you have to understand, I wasn't sharing this information with a lot of people. I didn't tell my family. Only literally one, maybe two people knew what my situation was. I wasn't telling my friends. Uh, I didn't tell, you know, I told basically almost no one. So, again, como me gusta tragármelo. That sounded really bad. Let's pause that. Um, as I like to just keep things to myself and not, I feel like I'm bothering people or, you know, um, pour my problems onto people because I know everybody has problems, bro. And, you know, you don't want to be like, my thing was I spent so much time trying to keep my marriage um together that i pushed away all the people who like really cared about me including family really close friends and i thank god for those people today because they never allowed me to get too far away my mom's uh my brothers and sisters my best friends who are scattered out there in the Kendall, Miami area, uh, they always, you know, would check in uh, randomly, you know, hey, you want to hang out? Can you hang out? Because they know my schedule sucks. And if I could somehow get away for a, a weekend or something, I would try. Um, but lately it's been happening a lot more because my schedule kind of opened up a little bit. So I'm kind of available more weekends than I used to be. And I 
cherish those times now and I try to make it a point to see these people who uh kept me in their heart and their minds and uh kind of kept me uh alive really not that you know maybe that was the wrong thing to say it's not like I was suicidal or anything far from that but you know I definitely was sulking in my own pity and I didn't even really realize it that I was going through depression because you know these people nowadays everybody's fucking everybody's depressed everybody has ADD oh I have Asperger's oh I'm aut- I think I'm autistic slightly well everybody wants to give them the- give themselves like a some kind of disorder or disease and and to get attention and to be like oh I'm this I'm crazy I'm oh you know that's a thing that people like to do so for someone to sit there and be like oh I'm going through depression it it, it sounds fucking to me or the old me because I've I've learned to kind of grow and understand this thing um you know it's it sounds like you know it's a cry for attention or or just uh you know something to post online to get likes and shit but I was going through it I was and um you know I, I didn't realize it I just kind of was going through it every day, every day. And the next thing I knew, was like, shit, I got to work tonight. There go my days off again. Oh, well, next week I'll definitely take advantage. And the next week would come and I do the same shit. Because for the most part, my work week consists of, with this schedule I have, I have a few hours to get things done. And once I get to like noon, one o'clock, I kind of got to, uh, you know, go to sleep so that I can function at night and go to work. So during the week, I don't have a lot of time to do things, especially if I end up staying at work late or something. And I get out at nine, I get home nine thirty. I had it. I try to be in bed by one. So not a lot of time there to get shit done. But, um, so for the most part, my work days were kind of, they would fall into the same routine. So I tried to plan a lot of shit on my days off and it just, I would sit there and do nothing. I tried to occupy my mind with shows, PlayStation, uh, some kind of gaming activity that I could like kind of turn my brain off and nothing tasted good. Like everything was like, I felt like a loser. Uh, Anything that I did, I was like, I need, I'm playing this. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, I'm done. Like, I try to play it, get into a game that's, like, engrossing, something that has a story, something that's very involved. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't, ugh, no, ugh. And then go to another one, another one, another one. I started, like, six different games. S- played them for, like, an hour. Went to the next thing because I just couldn't focus or enjoy anything. I was just in a in a rut. Like I just, I gained a shitload of weight, um, and it just was not a good. It wasn't a good. Um, wasn't a good time. It really wasn't. <laughs> it was not a good time. And then somewhere during that time, um, we both came to the realization that it's over. Over. After several conversations, um, kind of, I kind of found out 
um she had other ideas um she wanted to try you know going to therapy together and um she i think thought that it was gonna end up working out somehow some way and um those were false hopes uh i think now she realizes that this is for the best at least i would hope so because that's what she told me um and i knew that i was i knew that i was done but being uh being a this is gonna sound selfish as shit but being a 41 year old fat guy (laughs) with you know I don't exactly, I'm not exactly the catch of the century here as far as, you know, financial security and uh, what I can provide. And I'm not down down talking to myself because I know I'm the shit, but I know that I'm not like a homeowner. I don't fucking drive a Beamer. I don't have like a career that I could be like, yeah, I'm a banker or a fucking whatever. Um you know, I got a job and it's, it, it is what it is. This is where I work at right now. Um, so being my age and looking at what I do and where I'm at and just kind of looking at everything together, it was scary thinking, okay, now I'm going to add divorced to that. Um, but it was inevitable. I had to um, finally make a real decision. And that's really the main idea here that I, um, the main thing that I learned about myself is I've spent way too much time trying to do the thing that people think is right instead of doing what's right for me and I don't know where I picked that habit up um I just always did the thing that I felt like I was no I do the things that I think people think I'm supposed to do I don't know if that makes sense but um it's not so much trying to please people it's just like you know I grew up without a dad my mom Bro, she raised six of us in the Bronx, and all of us are, for the most part, normal functioning members of society. None of us are serial killers, drug addicts, alcoholics. My sisters are all beautiful young women. Uh, Two of my sisters have kids. They actually both have two kids. My other sister is in New York chasing her dream doing her thing these are all like coming from where we come from things could have been a lot different they could have been you know uh fucking round the way girls and you know meeting some whatever and having like 16 kids in the bronx doing nothing every day because there are people who we left over there and i don't mean to downplay my city and my hometown but there are some people out there who just that's a thing, man. That's a lifestyle. You just stay on the block and that's all there is. That's all you think there is. And 
uh, you stay on the block and you just continue. You grow up there, you work, and then you get old and then you die on the block. That's a thing. People do that shit. And it, they've done it for generations and they're still doing it. Not a lot of people get to get out. Um, and we got out thanks to my brother. Thank God for him. Um, so, you know, I, again, going back to what I was saying, you know, my mom raised us all alone at certain points in our life. Our dads were somewhat involved, but, um, not for a long time. And my dad, the last time I saw him, I was probably shit 14, maybe 14, 15 years old. I'm 41. So do the math. Um, and he was not in a good place as an adult. Now, looking back, I realize what was going on with him. You know, I didn't know what was going on with him as a kid. It was just my dad. But now looking back, I know shit. OK, I see. OK, I get it. That wasn't his apartment. That was a fucking halfway house. All right. Oh, no, his friend wasn't sick and throwing up in the street because he had a stomach ache. He was on some shit. All right, I get this. I understand now. So, you know, I didn't exactly have a father figure. <clears throat> and my older brother left for college when I was very young. So I basically was the oldest male figure in my house. And I was... How old was I when my brother bounced? Maybe I was 14, 15. I mean, like using the same age for everything. My memory sucks. But again, for me to live teenage years, you shouldn't be like in charge of shit. That's the time where you're supposed to have a, a, a male in your life, in my opinion. <clears throat> Maybe I'm old school that way to show you what's right, what's wrong, how to do shit, how to be a man, how to, you know, do what you got to do. So I never really had that. So I had to kind of learn on my own. And I was an introvert and I was in a house full of women. Um, and I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, so I didn't have the best clothes or, you know, the best grooming habits because I didn't know any better. So all these things, you know, it, it, it contributing to making someone who wanted to fit in but never could. Because I, when I was one summer, I think when I turned like 16, I went from like five foot eight to like, or five foot seven to like six foot one, the height that I am now. So if you can imagine a, a kid being that, that tall, uh, adds more to the awkwardness so you know it, it just I spent a lot of time trying to basically you know not so much be someone I'm not but just I, one thing I, I <laughs> one thing that I always felt like I um, wasted was potential um, everyone was always like, oh, you're going to, you're a big guy. You're going to be a football player. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. Uh, everyone always seemed to have plans for me of what I was going to be, but I never had anyone help me try to go in those directions. So, and, and again, this isn't a pity party. It's not, oh, poor me. 
I'm just trying to vent and explain and maybe kind of give a little foresight if anyone out there is kind of lost in their own, you know, their own way. Uh, you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? This for me is uh, it's helpful to get this out because, you know, when you talk to people, they give you feedback and it's kind of like sometimes you just want to blurt the shit out and get it all out. Uh, and you can't really do that because the other person, well, you know what I think is I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I'm talking about me right now. So, you know, it's 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 just uh, kind of good to get this stuff out, get it off your chest. So, you know, going back to the whole the whole uh, introvert thing, you, you know, never having that those years where I was kind of easily molded I had no one to kind of mold me so you know I just ended up trying to please everyone and uh, yeah 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 and, you know, make people happy always a jokester um, humor is a, my way of deflecting um, and I kind of took my anger and whatever sadness and just kind of put it away and not let that be shown so um that is not a good recipe for someone who wants to be involved in healthy relationships <laughs> uh you cannot be in a relationship and this is something i've learned now after 40 years you cannot be involved in a relationship and let the other person do every single thing they want to do you just can't it's it's human nature and i'm not again i'm not trying to blame a certain sex or or, or, or certain type of people or a person or persons it's just human nature if you push and you're you're allowed to push you're going to keep pushing it's just human nature it's, it's going to happen if you just like for instance with my ex um, i'm very dry sarcastic um and that's my personality but it can be very off-putting um so she on the other hand is very emotional and very sensitive <laughs> so a dry, sarcastic person and a emotionally unstable, sensitive person, those two personalities are going to clash. And, you know, you, I'm not saying that I constantly push that, but she tried to deflect most of that at the beginning. And I continue to be a sarcastic bastard and then it blew up in my face one day a long long time ago but i'm just saying it's it's human nature for people to kind of take advantage of the situation and it may not be you know on purpose sometimes it is but sometimes it's not you just that's like when you're 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 dating uh in your teenage years and you you buy your girl flowers and She's like, oh, yeah, uh, flowers. Yeah, okay, that's beautiful. And they appreciate it and like it. 
but then when you don't buy flowers after a while it's like how come you don't buy me flowers anymore <laughs> it's a stupid example but it, i'm trying to convey the, the the idea here i'm trying to get across um i always try to not have those moments of why aren't you doing this anymore so i try to keep it spontaneous i try to um you know do the things that i thought were the things that you're supposed to do like when you're little you hear uh you know be a gentleman and um and i'm not saying not be a gentleman but it's like be a gentleman and uh you know uh treat her like a queen and all the stupid shit that you see online um you can treat your woman like a queen but uh as the great patrice o'neill would say you could treat your woman like a queen but always remember the queen is the king's bitch i'm sorry <laughs> i just wanted to say that because i love me some patrice o'neill but that's not that's not what i represent you know I, it's just in me saying that, okay, I can clarify what I mean by that is you both have to hold each other accountable. You can't just please, 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 because sometimes you're just not supposed to do that. You can't just it's just like a child. You can't give a child every time a child says, I want ice cream. I want pizza. I want hamburger. You keep you go. Okay. 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 What's going to happen? Your kid's going to get fucking obese and your kid is going to become spoiled. So you cannot continue to do those things. You have to set limits. You have to be like, yo, I don't like how you're talking to me right now. Maybe you should go to the room and I'll go over here and we'll figure this out. I tended not to do that. I would take abuse. And again, I'm not saying I was in an abusive relationship emotionally or otherwise, but I would take. And if I hurt my partner, um, I would try everything to make that right. And if I was hurt, I'd be like, nah, it's cool. It's all good. It, it, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Instead of dealing with that pain and anger and, uh, you know, whatever, I would just kind of tragármelo. You learned something today. If you don't speak Spanish, I use that word again. I would take that in and don't worry about me. It's all about you. How can I make you feel better? And it, it comes to a point where that shit becomes very unhealthy for both of you. And there has to be an equal partnership. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> that's all I really wanted out of my relationship. But, you know, I didn't go about it the right way. She didn't go about it the right way. And, you know, it just seems like our <clears throat> our personalities just... It, it wasn't going to work. And I th thought that, you know, you hear the phrase opposites attract and, you know, you think, oh, we'll get past these differences and we'll love each other. Not that we didn't love each other at one point. Of course we did. And I still got love for the woman. I mean, I married her. But as far as 
being together anymore, that's over. And we both understand that now. So it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, It's just, it is what it is. We are going our separate ways and uh, that's it. I mean, that, that in a nutshell is where we are both at right now. Um, the one thing I will say is I, again, I'm continuing to try to learn from this. And the one thing I want to say um, as I bring this podcast to a close, one thing I did learn is that um, I always, since I was young, used to fantasize about like meeting a troubled girl <laughs> and um, like saving her. Meaning, like, I would have these weird fantasies when I was a kid that I would meet this girl who came from like a troubled home and you know, we'd meet and she wouldn't like me at first, but we'd kind of like keep running into each other and then it would turn into like hanging out and then it would become like she's madly in love with me because I treat her a certain way and I'm like, I would like fucking hero complex myself. And when I moved here, I, I was on that bullshit and I seem to always run into quote unquote the crazy girls. Not that I feel like I keep apologizing every five minutes. I'm not saying my ex is crazy. I'm not saying that. I'm just speaking in general about my other exes who were fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> I'm also nuts. So, you know, take that for what you will. I always had that weird thought that like I'm going to meet a girl and I'm going to save her, uh, you know? And I realize now that that's like insane <laughs> again, as I continue to learn, um, that's not a good thing. Uh, and I'm here to let anyone listening to this know, um, that I'm not, nor will I continue to be a footnote in someone else's life story. I'm done with that. Captain Savaho is retired. Okay? I can't save you. I'm sorry. I can't even save myself. So that is probably the biggest takeaway that I have um, coming out of my now relationship because one of the last conversations I had with my ex was her thanking me for everything I've done for her and um, you know this isn't this is a little personal and I probably shouldn't share shit like this but you know it's my show Um, you know thanking me for everything and wishing me all the luck in the world and always have a special place in my heart. And now, and like I've, 
I have the same feelings. Like, again, this is not all hate. No, we don't hate each other, but it's over. And I wish her nothing but the best. I want endless happiness for her. I hope that she finds a person who treat her the way she's dreamed about being treated and she gets everything she needs. But for me, for me, I've received that message like six times already. And you know what? I'm fucking sick of getting that message. I've gotten that message literally from every girl that uh, I've broken up with or been broken up by. Every single one. I'll always love you. You'll always have a special place in my heart. Thank you for everything you've done for me. You were like an angel in my life at the right time. So it's like... I... I chased that teenage dream that I had of like the hero worship shit like un- unknowingly like it, it, it was just like an unconscious thing that I somehow developed that hero complex that's what it's even called I don't even fucking know and I literally gravitated towards relationships that were that and it just it's crazy every single one that's ended has been the same fucking way that same i get that same message every time so what does that say about me i don't know but um i'm not sitting here any potential candidates out there don't get scared cuz i'm i'm learning and i i know um the mistakes that I've made. So all I'm trying to do is better myself. That's it. I'm trying to become a better person. I'm not looking to, you know, get involved at this moment. It's not a good time. Um, you know, I'm in the process of fucking divorce and shit. That's not as sexy. Come online at the bar. Like, yeah, I'm getting divorced. So what's up? What are you doing later? not exactly the best pickup line so i'm trying to do me i'm trying to pick pieces up and uh get my life back on track and so far it's been a good two weeks um i'm happy among other things and you know life goes on you know life goes on man world keeps spinning life goes on so it's uh it's all a process, and I'm learning as I go. We should every day continue to learn and grow. So that's what I'm doing, and uh, that is where my head is at right now. I don't know if it needed to be 35 minutes of letting you know where my head was at, but here we are. Uh, again, I just wanted to reintroduce myself to the the wonderful wonderful listeners out there who enjoyed my show um i want to thank you guys very much for allowing me to do this um and for allowing me into your lives i really i love all you guys you guys are my you guys are my friends so 
I'm going to go ahead and end this portion here because I have one more little thing I want to throw out there that's just strictly business related. And uh, listen, learn, build, and grow. Take care of each other. Food, clothing, and shelter. <laughs> you know, it's it's the necessities and the, the basics. We got to get back to basics. And that's where I stand right now. So I'm doing great. I'm happy. And I'm moving forward. So let's all continue this journey together, guys. Lou from the BX Everything Podcast. <sighs> glad i got that off my chest and with that ladies and gentlemen we have reached the end of episode 65 of the everything podcast i just like to send a special shout out to a friend of mine will gallo who if you've noticed the audio in this episode my voice in particular sounds much crisper and that is because he gifted me a samsung mic which i highly appreciate uh he donated that to the show so thank you will and I just want to let you guys know that big things are coming. The Everything Club is going to launch. Station Head Radio right now is still popping. Uh, my playlist has gotten some hits. Uh, I want to update that a little bit more. So if you're interested, download the Station Head app. It's totally free. Look up the Everything Podcast. You can look up the playlist that I have currently right now. It's like a high adrenaline uh, rock kind of 2000 new metal-ish uh, playlist, but I'm going to be updating more playlists as we go forward. And as always, follow me on Instagram, the Everything Podcast, Twitter, the E Podcast Show. You know, just type in the Everything Podcast in Google. You'll find me. I'm the number one hit, no matter what anyone else tries to tell you. Like these fake imitation Everything Podcast shows who think I forgot about them. I have not. If you Google my show, the Everything Podcast, I pop up on the first one, so just Google me if you haven't already. And uh, listen, thank you guys for joining me for the show. I appreciate and love all of you. I promise that we soon will come back with the Google Gaga, as we like to do. So uh, from me to you, peace and love. Reach for the stars, because tomorrow may never come. I'm Lou from the BX, and I'm out. Oh.